Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi, everyone. Welcome to a super special bonus episode of Seeking Witchcraft. As always, it's me, Ashley. And today's bonus episode is because as of today, August 1st, 2020, also known as Lamas, <laughs> I have hit half a million plays on this podcast and I am in complete shock and awe that it even reached that. So I just really want to say thank you, everyone. I mean, it's absolutely incredible to me that this has half a million plays. (laughs) Uh, You know, I I, kind of want to make this so, okay. So I'm going to do two things with this episode. One, I want to make this a little bit of a reflection episode, just where I kind of talk about, um, you know, when I started this. And then the second part is, just as something fun, I want to read a personal myth of a short story that I wrote about a soul's journey. Um, you can kind of call it reincarnation. It's probably what I'll put in the title for this. Um, it's something that I wrote in my outer court that sometimes I refer back to. Um, and yeah, I want to read it for you guys. I've sent it to some people when I first started this episode, when people have asked me about reincarnation. So yeah, I'm going to read it. But um, yeah, <laughs> I guess to reflect, wow, um, half a million. I am in complete shock and awe. I never, ever, 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 ever expected this. I mean, as I, I've said a million times, I recorded this podcast on my couch the first couple episodes, never listened to a podcast in my life, had no idea. I really just wanted to talk about witchcraft and wanted an outlet to talk about it. All my friends were busy and I didn't really have anybody to speak to. So I was like, well, let me just record something and put it out there online. And, you know, here we are half a million plays later. Um, so I, I am really shook, shook, guys. And I'm really thankful and so appreciative that people have found this and they they found it to be useful and helpful for them. And really just thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. It means the absolute world. And really your motivation or this this keeps you motivated to continue to have episodes come out. And, you know, when I think back on my first couple episodes, first of all, I, I cringe listening to them because I really didn't know what I was doing when I was recording a podcast back then, uh, compared to now. I mean, I'm still no expert now, but there's definitely some growth that I've seen within my first couple episodes. And there's a lot of things in my first couple episodes that I keep saying to myself, oh my gosh, I really want to go back and like change how I said this, or like, this isn't a hundred percent how I'd want to phrase this or whatever. But you know what, I I go back and when I sometimes (laughs) listen to them, uh, I kind of I can see my own personal growth. As I have progressed on my journey, you know, as I mentioned, I started this podcast, and I was still in a seeking I was in a training group for a coven, I was not initiated into the gardening tradition yet. I was just a simple, you know, everyday, hey, I'm learning about Wicca let me talk about Wicca to some people online because it's cool and it's a fun thing to talk about. And now, you know, I've been initiated into a coven and it's going pretty well. And it's just, it's been a cool thing to be able to talk to people to explain and educate them on witchcraft and Wicca. But it's also been kind of like a journal for me in a way to be able to 
go back and listen to see how I've progressed from day one. And I've seen a lot of growth within myself. And I've had people message me saying that they've noticed it as well. And you know, I, I just, it really keeps me motivated. And one of my first couple episodes, I think I, I said to you, Hey, like, I don't know what else to talk about. So I might end this podcast. Like if you can't think, if I can't think of anything, like, please let me know. And, um, I also remember one of my interviews I had with conspiracy theoryology. Um, I talked about how I didn't know how else to continue, like what else to talk about. And I, I specifically remember during that interview, he was shaking his head and he was like, oh no, like, don't stop. Like you, you have a good thing going. So I, I, I still have that memory like etched into my head where he was like, no, like, don't stop doing this. Like, don't stop what you're doing. And then people telling me like, oh, here's an idea. Here's an idea. Do this, do this. So really, you know, if it wasn't for the listeners and the support that I've received and, and the messages, I don't know if Seeking Witchcraft would still be going on. So I'm really appreciative of that. And again, I, I feel like I can't say thank you enough. So thank you <laughs> again from the bottom of my heart. I, it really does mean the world. And especially to the people who felt motivated and compelled to help me support this podcast financially. I, I, I can't even put into words how much that means to me. So I'm sorry. I'm kind of rambling into like how happy I am and how appreciative I am. But I, I really want to stress that I do not take any of this for granted. And you guys really mean the world to me. And I really appreciate it. So I'm going to stop rant, or <laughs> rambling about that. Uh, so a couple things before I move on to my um, personal myth. I want to give a shout out to some podcasts that have been influential to me and they're hosted by people that I really hold near and dear to my heart and the first one is Sassafras my HP he has the heart of witchcraft podcast now he did end his podcast he 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 made this podcast and then he stopped this podcast and now he just like made it arise again from the grave so yes the heart of witchcraft as of today August 1st 2020 is active again so please check him out if you haven't already the second is Tiana's uh, Tiana from the Astrology series, as well as the Misconception of Witchcraft and Wicca. She has the Christian, the Christian and the Witch podcast, which is really cool, an awesome concept that her and I talked about for a little bit before she actually did, where her boyfriend is a Christian and she's a witch. And they talk about, you know, their life together and the differences and, you know, how that's like. And it's really cool concept. And I really love her, to- her topics. And I'm going to be eventually coming on her show at one point to talk about some cool things. We have some things talked about. I don't want to say exactly what it is in case we end up, you know, going off topic, but that's a cool show. Definitely check her out. And then the last one is Azazel. Um, he made a podcast. He was also on the Misconceptions of Wicca and Witchcraft, and he is going to have an episode soon on Seeking Witchcraft about incense, which I'm really looking forward to because I fucking love incense. <laughs> okay. I love it so much. I will just smoke out my entire room if I, if I can. Um, but only if it's good incense, but anyway, so I'm excited for that, but he has a podcast coming out called Feast of Torches, um, which is going to be really cool. I think it's going to be a little bit more advanced type of information. So, you know, Seeking Witchcraft is great because it's a lot of beginner things, but I've noticed on episodes where I've started to talk about a little bit more advanced topics, people really seem to like that. So definitely check out Azazel's Feast of Torches podcast. It's going to be coming out soon. I don't have an exact date, but keep an eye out. One other thing too, uh, I have a lot of people always asking me about Witchbox, what to do with that because Witchbox has shut down and my first episode when I for Covens when I did mention it they were still active and unfortunately they're not active anymore so my top recommendation the new website that pretty much has replaced Witchbox is called Mandragora Magica 
So it's spelled, um, (laughs) it's kind of an interesting spelling. So it's spelled M-A-N-D-R-A-G-O-R-A-M-A-G-I-K-A.com. And within that website, there's a place where you can um, find a coven and it narrows it down by country. So that is a great place to check out. So yes, Witchbox does not exist anymore, but check out Mandragora Magica. They're a fantastic website if you are interested in finding a coven or just seeing if there's people even around you. Um, It's a pretty cool resource. And then I've mentioned this before, but if you are interested in gardening tradition, which is the tradition that I'm involved in and the tradition that's really helped, you know, me learn all this knowledge to share not that I'm sharing gardenerian knowledge but just wicca in general basic witchcraft wicca 101 type information I found my coven well <laughs> I found them through witchbox but you can find uh covens all across the world u.s every australia everywhere through the gardenerian seekers and initiates page which is on facebook it's just a facebook group um, make sure you answer the questions and read the rules and to find the actual coven listings, there's a file section in, within the Facebook group that will have everybody listed. And yeah, so those are some ways to find some covens if you're interested in finding a group or just getting some more formal training into witchcraft or Wicca. Okay, so one other quick announcement type thing I want to make. Whew, this one's a little bit harder for me. I When I first started this episode, I told people if they ever want to message me, I will respond back to every single person who will get back to me. When I start, when I said that, I only had a couple messages I was getting a week, but it's progressed to maybe like a hundred messages I'm getting a month, (laughs) maybe more. And um, I am trying my absolute best, guys, to respond back to people. And sometimes it takes me about a month or two, honestly, to get back to messages. So please keep in mind, if you have messaged me, there's a big chance that I have read it. Um, I may have not responded right away, but, and I, I may not, I may not get a chance to, and it really does break my heart to say that because it really means so much to me that people actually reach out and ask me questions and they're engaged and they're wanting to know more about a certain topic. So Keep in mind, if you've sent me a message and I haven't responded or looked at it or anything yet, please know that that is in the back of my mind, that I do want to try to respond to people. But sometimes when I'm getting so many messages now, it's a little hard and I will try my best and, you know, please feel free to continue sending me messages by no means am I saying stop stop talking to me because I I really appreciate the messages I get and I get some amazing 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 episode ideas and I absolutely love hearing people's stories of their journey and like what the podcast has done for them or what a guided meditation like what that episode has done for them for example or things they've learned or how they're now involved in a coven or they're looking for a specific tradition I love reading that stuff I love it so much so Again, I'm just trying to say, if you send me a message, I'm sorry that I'm not as responsive as I used to be. Um, I am trying my best, though. So I ask that you guys please just bear with me. (laughs) I'm just trying my best to do what I can. (laughs) All right, guys. So with that being said, I'm going to play a short ad. Um, Trying to figure out a good way to put these ad placements for Anchor. Um, cause I feel, I don't know. Let me know if you guys have a preference, <laughs> like, would you, would you rather like hear it in the beginning of the episode or would you rather hear it halfway through the episode? Um, just a quick, like 30 second, you know, ad for the platform or whatever it's for. Um, yeah, feel free to let me know, but, uh, yeah, 
So with all of that, I'm going to go ahead and play this ad and then I'm going to go ahead and read this personal myth. Oh, let me tell you a little bit about what this myth is about first before I do everything. Well, yeah. <laughs> so when I was in my outer court, we were given a couple assignments to do. And this assignment was to write a personal myth about anything. Turns out, well, <laughs> I'll get there actually. So we had to write a personal myth about anything. And so people wrote just different stories or short poems. Uh, it was really cool. So I decided to write about the myth of a soul's journey and kind of tie it into reincarnation. So I somehow in the middle of my work day at the time in between research participants, because I was working as like a researcher and like for an active study and I'd have participants just come in randomly throughout the day. In the middle of like doing all this, I just somehow knocked out a six page paper and I don't know where it came from because I'm not a writer. So I'll also preface that by, by saying I'm going to read this, but I'm not a writer, guys. I'm not a creative author by any means, <laughs> but I, I knocked out this six page paper and by the end of the workday and I was just like, where the hell did this come from? <laughs> so I'm going to read it to you. I go back and I reread this myth sometimes. I will say I don't when I wrote it, I don't know if everything that I wrote in this myth is exactly what I believe about reincarnation. Um, it's kind of up for interpretation. I don't know if I believe everything, but I don't know if I don't believe what I also wrote. It's really a story and I'm just going to kind of leave it at that. So feel free to let me know what you think about this story. Um, I thought it was pretty cool to write. So yeah. Also, I apologize. I said the word human in it like a shit ton of times. So just bear with me because there's no better way to really write that. So all right, I'm going to play the, the ad, and then I'm going to read the story, and then the episode's going to be over. So thanks again, guys, for half a million plays, and I'll talk to you in a couple seconds. Okay, so my personal myth is called The Journey, and I'm just going to go right into it. So here we go. If there's anything you should take away from this, it is that I am everything, and everything is me. Where I reside is incomprehensible to those who are not consciously present in the spiritual realm. While some, particularly newer energies, decide to retain a minor connection to this place while voyaging, most make the decision to not have any memory or recollection while they go along their short treks, with the main goal to add to the collective experiences of us all. I have experienced many, many journeys before, like the majority of those around me. Each new experience that I have completed has allowed for me to gain and add a deeper wisdom into our collective energy. I've been grateful for these opportunities to be able to play my part in bringing in my perspectives and experiences. The following is a story of one of these journeys. I made the decision to have my soul be born into what would be known as the human year of 1990-something. I'm not going to tell you guys my year. <laughs> of course, I needed to enter my energy into the 1930s into what would be my human grandmother's womb so that I'd be born later through my human mother in this life. Prior to this, I laid out a general guideline of the things I wanted to accomplish, the experiences and wisdom that I wanted to gain, and the fellow souls that I would have liked to encounter that I thought could add greatly to my experiences. I decided to come back as the female daughter of another energy that had recently been my daughter, and the granddaughter of an energy that had once been an aunt. I had connections to souls of my family on this journey, but it would be too vast to explain, nor would it be really relevant for this story. Other energies and I found ways to have our paths cross throughout this next journey and found humor in knowing that every person I would encounter, whether it be a passerby in the street or an enemy of my human form, 
was someone that I had already known prior to this life. I decided on what I wanted my personality to come off as, my likes and dislikes, what my physical appearance would resemble, and what my health would be. Each time I would enter back into the human world, I would choose these characteristics carefully and with purpose. I, as did the rest of our collective energy, knew that altering these aspects would allow for us to gain deeper and more varied insights into the human experience. Those that are in their human form may not remember the spiritual place and may inquire as to why I did not choose the easiest and most enjoyable life that I could. But there are many aspects to this answer. The first and most obvious is that having a carefree, easy human life would not provide me with the experiences and answers that my energy wanted to seek for this particular time around. You see, for this upcoming life, I wanted to gain knowledge by being involved in situations that would challenge me, not only physically, but enough to impact my soul to help elevate myself to the next level. Without the hardships or adversity that an easy life would bring, I would not be able to accomplish my planned goals for this time around. The second reason was that it would be impossible to pick the most ideal life, as each life encounters its own adversities. In one of my previous lives, I would have considered living in a mud-based shelter with a large cooking pot and ample access to firewood to be the most exquisite or luxurious experience for myself. Other times, living to the ripe old age of 37 would be considered an easy life. But no, for this humanistic journey, I carefully calculated what would bring me the most bang for my buck, as the humans say, and decided to see how my journey would turn out. My soul became officially fleshbound on the evening of, insert my birthday here, <laughs> in a small town near the Atlantic Ocean. Unbeknownst to my human form, my grandmother in this life, the woman who carried my spark of divinity for over 60 earthbound years, would meet the end of her human journey in the same location just a few floors away. Many other souls that I had a deep connection with would also start and end their journeys here. These physical locations of hospitals contain a vast amount of energy, which allowed for many entries and exits from the human life. But this energy was known to cause many humans to feel uneasy, uncomfortable, and or unsure. Part of the human experience is to live with a limited mind when it comes to the spiritual aspects of life. With the exception, those who did not completely sever their ties with the spiritual world prior to coming on their journey, most of us would spend our entire travels without so much as an occasional glance or consideration into the overall picture. Those who kept their spiritual ties, depending on the severity, usually took on human adventures as priests, monks, devoted churchgoers, or even earth worshipers. These roles were something that, on a primal and spiritual level, helped us to feel as though we were back home, even if our minds and this type of life could never truly wrap around as to why and how it was so incredibly relevant. For this life, I made the decision to keep a very small aspect of a tie to the spiritual realm. It was not enough to be able to see or speak to many of my spiritual quote-unquote siblings in their dimension, but it was enough to have more abnormal experiences than the standard earth grower without this connection. However, the importance of this tie cannot be understated, as it involves a lot of carefully planned calculations. Too much of a connection would most likely cause my human journey to spend most of its time chasing after the high that comes from connecting with the divine, even if the amount I connected with would be minuscule compared to the overall picture. But it's important to note that this chase could manifest itself in various ways. I could have become a devout spiritual worshiper, ruminating over some human version of the word of God in order to feel less homesick, even if my human mind did not completely comprehend that. 
Or I could have even become addicted to drugs, which helped to mimic the peaceful feeling that came with being part of the overall collective. But while the purpose of my trips was to gain new experiences, I knew that I didn't necessarily want to spend this journey as a monk or addicted to a human drug. I had already experienced these aspects in a previous life and wanted to do something different for this round. In order to combat this, I made sure to carefully insert various experiences in order to try to sway myself away from this. Some of these experiences would be positive, but others would involve harsh lessons that my human self would have to suffer through to learn. But that being said, humans do have free will, a concept I'll attempt to explain later. I knew that overall for this journey, I wanted to spend more time connecting to the planet Earth and the energy surrounding the surrounding it. For that, it appeared that trying to connect to the human religion of paganism, or Wicca, would be a good decision. You see, all the energy that earthbound religions work with is exactly the same. They may have various viewpoints and stories that attempt to explain it, which allowed for varied experiences during a soul's journey, but it is all equal. For this journey, I wanted my human self to be raised in an environment with a differing religion than the one I would ultimately want to spend more time to be involved with. This experience was built into my voyage to help learn different lessons, develop characteristics about myself, and learn how to deal with opposing and challenging viewpoints. While my human journey is still ongoing, and while my mind limits me from knowing what calculated decisions I made for it for the future, I know that nothing is completely set in stone. If it was, then there would be no point in experiencing it, as it would be something I've already understood and mastered in my spiritual life. Humans have the absolute right to free will, as it is necessary to understand change and learn from hardships. If we were to preset every single event in the spirit world before we take on our journeys, then we'd be doing ourselves a disservice by not having a reason as to why we're taking these treks in the first place. And if you're curious, as human minds are known for constantly and automatically ranking events, this is not my favorite journey. We do not have favorites in the spirit world. Each journey is done with purpose that provides ample opportunities for us to learn. While I'm looking forward to my next adventure, I'm spending a bit of time in the spiritual realm to process my lessons to properly plan out my next insertion. For us, time is not linear, which is another concept that may be hard for the humans to understand. For example, I have watched both the souls of my grandchildren and my grandmother in separate human journeys at what would be considered to be the same time. I have also helped to steer my own soul in the human journey against and towards certain obstacles. When my human self gets a strong sense of something that they should or should not do, they may chalk it up to their intuition or a past loved one giving them guidance. But little do they know, the guidance is actually coming from within themselves. Now for some, this may cause them to feel sadness, as the thought of being looked after from a close or deceased loved one may provide comfort. But... I must refer back to my first sentence in regards to this. I am everything, and everything is me. We are all part of the collective experience, and ultimately, all one. As some pagans believe that the gods and goddesses are just aspects of the same gods, humans must also understand that each person they meet is just another aspect of themselves. Until we meet again in the spiritual realm, I wish you the best on your journey and hope you can learn as many lessons from it as possible. Blessed be and the end. (laughs) All right, guys. So that was my personal myth journey. Again, as I mentioned, I don't know if I completely agree with everything that was written in it, but I don't know if I completely disagree with everything that was written in it. But, you know, we're never going to truly know until we pass on. So there's also that. (laughs) 
All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys for half a million plays. You guys are so amazing. And I cannot wait to continue pumping out these episodes. I have a couple that have been pre-recorded. I'm super excited to play for you. And I think you guys are really going to enjoy season three. I have some really, really cool topics and I have some super, super special guests that have come on already. So thank you guys so much. Have a wonderful and blessed llamas. And I will talk to you all very, very soon. Bye. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.